Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Okay. Hello, old time crime gal fans. Almost messed it up there. That's okay. This is Melissa here with my friend. Shannon. And if you can't tell, it is pouring rain. So the last time we recorded it was thundering on our way out when we finished. And today it's actually already raining. I think it rained last time. It did, but it started thundering and then we wrapped it up and then we had to stay. That's right. And chit chat some more because it was pouring really hard and we didn't want to walk out in the pouring rain. That's true. But now it's already pouring. So I don't know if you can hear it. And you said when you got home, there was no rain at your house. No. So could be the same. Who knows? No, we we did have power flicker a while ago. We did. Yep. So, but right now we've got good power, so we're going to keep recording and keep going. And yeah, we hope everybody's sure. doing well on yes. their end. And all the holidays are over. Everybody's back to normal for a little while. School yes. is about to start because supplies are everywhere. Oh, really? I saw some Halloween and fall things. Oh, out. no. Hobby Lobby's got Christmas out already. But this, And I kind of I kind of <laughs> got over that a few years ago because I'm like, they are a craft store. So, people who are going to sell things at Christmas. True. And make things for Christmas. Because I, I, I used that. to struggle with that. But then I thought Hobby Lobby is a store that it's people have to make thing. for their business. So, they have to be able to get I supplies. I love Hobby Lobby. But I was in a store, and I want to say, maybe it was, um, what store was I in? I don't go many places. Um, I was at not many different places. But I think it was a little grocery store, and they were okay. putting fall stuff out. And I thought, really? I love you don't fall. Even, but here's the thing. Over in America, and we appreciate everyone who listens everywhere else, but we're in America, and we're having some supply issues. And I'm thinking, if you can get fall stuff, then you can get the other stuff we're used to get. <laughs> toilet too. paper and cleaning supplies. Yeah. So there's, um, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Well, there's not even just toilet paper. I mean, just like some companies must not be making some things anymore because we're having to get a totally different brand. And anyway, it's just different. But oh. fall stuff, and it's still July. I know. I love fall. I like. I do like fall. Well, seeing school supplies just makes me excited because I like to buy school supplies. Oh, you're a nerd. (laughs) Nerd. I like new new notebooks and new pencils and sharpeners and pens for. It is kind of exciting. I just don't really have a reason to buy. I don't really have a reason. I have tons of notebooks. Just like going. I just like buying new new school supplies. So who are we talking Um, about today? So today we are actually talking about Brian Schaefer. And if you are familiar with any of those, you'll know this one's a very strange case um, alongside like Moira Murray and just, just, it's really unexplainable and makes you just, I want to know what happened. So Brian Schaefer was born on February 25th on, in 1979. He has, his mom is Renee, dad is Randy, and he has a brother named Derek. So, not only is it about Brian Schaefer, what happens to Brian, but the whole family really goes through a a lot. It's a lot to process within a short amount of time. And you don't know the story. I do not. Okay. As usual, I don't know. (laughs) Well, this one I heard, I've heard a couple, maybe like a year ago, and I decided to see if there was any updates because we did, last week's case was Mika Jordan with the child, and then like, I didn't want to do something that was going to talk about that. 
we talk about something different. So we really don't know if a murder has happened because Brian is missing and no one can find him. But the circumstances are very eerie. So we are in Ohio. So he's a medical student at Ohio State University. He's a medical student because his mom, Renee, is a nurse. Okay. So it's kind of influenced him that way. But she's also very sick. She has got a rare type of blood cancer, and it's terminal, and Aww. she's towards towards the end. So there's a lot of stress on him. Um, she was his inspiration, and unfortunately, she does pass. They were very close. So does she pass long after he's gone missing, or short time before period? before he goes missing? Oh. I'm, I'm, this is the backstory. <clears throat> okay. So she passes. Okay. Uh, which was inevitable, and it's kind of hard to explain unless you've been through it. I, unfortunately, have been through it. When you watch someone um, slowly waste away, you know it's coming. You kind of want it to come from the medical standpoint because you don't want them to suffer, but you also don't want to lose your loved one. So it's a very back and forth of emotions like a roller coaster. Um, but he's also a medical student, so at the same time, he medically understands what she's going through and what, what the process entails, and then he's also very close to his mom. But one of the very last gifts his mom gave him was a, a trip, like a vacation. Oh, okay. So he was getting ready to leave um, spring break. He was getting ready to go down to uh, Miami. And she's already passed. And so it's his dad and his brother that I guess is left with him. Right. So he was supposed to leave on this trip three weeks after she passed. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Just trying to set up the timeline. Yeah, which is not very long. In, in, the, in the grief world, it doesn't feel... Um, like things are probably still blurry. He's probably still processing stuff and still everything's like trying to get back into a normal kind of thing. But so he, he has a girlfriend and her name is Alexis Wagner. And so she's also going on this vacation with him. She's also a medical student okay. at Ohio State and she's going to be an obstetrician. I don't know what field he was going in um, technically, but they um, are taking a break and they're going on this trip to Miami and they're leaving on a Monday. And this trip was like, it was a big deal. So not only was it emotional and um, a big thing is that was like the last thing his mom wanted him to do, gave him this this trip. It's also he plans to propose. So this oh, is wow. like his life is coming together. He has met the person that he wants to spend the rest of his life with. They're going on this big vacation. Everything's going to be great. So this is March 31st. This is going into April Fool's Day. Okay. It is a Friday. So he goes out with some of his friends. Of course, they go out to a bar. And what year again was this that he was? In 2006. Okay. Yes, I had to answer to your question. <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's already scratchy. I apologize if I sound off. Um, so Alexis is actually not with him. So he's going out by himself because she is going home to visit her mom to hang out with her before she meets back up with Brian Monday at the airport so they can fly down to Miami for this vacation. Okay. So it's like, you do your thing this weekend. I'm going to do mine. We're going to meet back at the airport. Go from there. Okay. But, so Monday rolls around and she's at the airport. Oh, wow. And she is calling and she is calling and she is calling. Have they not spoken all weekend, maybe? The okay. la so she is called and called. She's even visited his apartment. She can't find out where he is. And so then, like, they're calling for the boarding. And then, like, the flight is leaving. And he's still not there. Oh, wow. And so she calls his dad, Randy. And then, like, in true parent 
panic mode, he goes straight to his apartment. And so finds his car, just finds everything in place, like his bed is made, his books are in order. It doesn't seem like there's anything out of the ordinary. There's just no Brian. And so that is when he places a call to the police to report a missing person. And hopefully they were on it because it had been <laughs> however many days. <coughs> Excuse me. So as soon as possible, you know, the police were, were made aware. Brian's reporting is missing, and even his brother Derek gets involved in the search. So then they start talking to Alexis. They start talking to his dad. They try to figure out, like, when was the last time everyone talked to Brian? So. And how about his friends? Do we get to that? Yeah, well, his friends are all, he's all, all involved. Like, okay. everyone's trying to find out where Brian is. Okay, got it. So, remember, he went out that Friday night. That's so right. So now we're going to piece that back together. Okay. So the last time anybody saw, physically saw Brian was in the early hours of April 1st. And then his brother Derek was like, it's April Fool's Day. Like, are you sure he's not just like pranking us somehow? But then oh. when he misses the flight, yeah. that's a little, that's a little too much. That's money. Money. When money comes involved, pranks are no longer funny. Yeah. And that, and that was a big trip. I mean, yeah. like, why would he hurt? He was going to That was like, yeah, make me really crazy if somebody did that to me and just didn't show up. I'm like, surprise. Yes. Um, No, you made me miss my vacation. <laughs> like, we got to go back to school in a week. Yes. Like, not cool. But so, and Brian Schaefer, if you look up, like some people, you can pass by and not really notice them. And if they, you see a missing post, person's poster, they kind of like blend together. Brian Schaefer is a very distinctive, handsome fellow. Yeah. Like we were looking at his picture, like if that was everywhere and he was missing and somebody saw him, I think I, they would, he's more memorable looking enough that you'd be like, hey, yes. I think you're him. Let me call somebody. Like, so I just don't know. Yeah, it's just on the how he could just disappear, but he's six foot two. Well, that's another dark thing. hair. He's tall. he's tall. He's handsome. He's got a tattoo of a uh, Pearl Jam's logo on his arm. He really liked music, and then uh, so it's very recognizable. Not just like playing playing Joe blend in with everybody, and then they realized that um, Friday night, Saturday morning was the last time anyone saw him. So, then they were able to piece together an actual timeline. So, Friday night, March 31st, before he goes out, he actually eats dinner with his dad. So, him and Randy are at a steakhouse in Columbus. They're eating dinner. But then next, he travels to a bar, and I love this name, called the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Oh, that's cool. Ugly Tuna <laughs> Saluna. To meet with some of his friends. So, he goes there to meet his... Um, roommate William Clint Florence and this is like a typical college bar it caters to Ohio State um you know and Brian it's probably even, somewhere he'd frequent yeah before. I mean he actually lives like in walking distance his apartment is within walking distance so he's able to go there he's able to drink not worry about having to get a car and like get that involved so he actually invites his brother Derek and his girlfriend to join them but they were like at a comedy show where they were already out and they were done and they were like no we're just gonna go home and so, Alexis, she's not with them. She's visiting her parents before catching back up with them at the airport, like we said. Um, but at 10 o'clock that night, Brian calls Alexis. So, that's the last time she talks to him. They chat about the trip. Um, he tells her he loves her. And, like, their conversation was nothing out of the ordinary. She didn't pick up that something was wrong, that he was under distress, that something was going to happen. Like, wow. she had no clue. It just seemed absolutely a normal conversation. 
And so then Clint and Brian leave the Ugly Tuna and they go bar hopping to like some bars around town, like in that area. They're just going from bar to bar, like kind of like a pub crawl, like you, you do. Um, it's popular in England and down here too. But then they run into uh, now, Clint's I'm friend. Not, not you. <laughs> I'm used to an appetizer crawl. Oh, I would like that. Let's just go around and just do different appetizers. Or restaurant. you start at one restaurant and, and do the, the appetizer, appetizer and then, then go somewhere menu else. And then like different. That's, that's a good idea. I'm getting sidetracked, but that's a I'm good idea. I, yeah, better than alcohol because alcohol, you are you don't even know where you end up probably. So I don't do those. But then you but, end up somewhere with the munchies wanting to eat food. But anyway. Or no, you end up lost like Brian Schaefer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Something's not right. So, something's not right. A lot happens but, after that. Appetizer crawl. <laughs> Or just a dinner and, you know, so anyway. Dinner crawl, restaurant. Yeah, restaurant no, crawl. I've done that like before. That. So that's very cool. In fact, I met somebody recently that does Friday and they go to a different restaurant every Friday to See, eat fried food. No, just fries. Like they try different fries at different restaurants. Because oh, it's like, like a youth thing. Food. And okay. so they, it's a youth night. And so they get together and just go try different fries at different restaurants. And because it's fries, it's, it's not as expensive. I mean, now this is for young people. I would too, because I like fries, especially cheese. Well, have you had like the what is it called? Poutine, pouton, the fries with the toppings on top. That anyway, there's anyway. I can good. tell you somewhere to go that would have all the different. Kinds. I, I think like, that's a Canadian thing. I think. Oh, okay. I like, don't know. That's my friend. That's from Canada. <clears throat> but um. But yeah, so off the topic of okay, so then a he's food already, crawl, he's he he's bar, bar hopping, crawl. yeah, bar okay. hop pub crawl, and uh -huh. so by the time he drank so much, he was having to crawl to the bars. But ironically, okay, so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so they're going around, and they run into one of Clint's friends named Meredith. So Meredith is obviously okay enough that she drives them back to the Ugly Tuna. Also, they didn't have to crawl. Okay, yeah, they, they didn't crawl back. They they drove back. Okay. So she the brings sliver. them back to the Ugly Tuna. And so... Saluna. Ugly Tuna Saluna, yes. So they go back in, um, and then somehow they get separated. So they all three go back in. Meredith is still with Clint, but somehow Brian gets off by himself. I mean, it could happen. He could go into the bathroom. He could have walked up to the bar to order another drink. He could have saw somebody he knew. I mean, it happens. But a general rule that I always follow that you should follow is if you come in as a group, you stay as a group yeah. because now, I mean, everything's crazy. Yeah. Um, don't take your eyes off your drink. Someone might put eye drops in it. You know, who knows? Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, usually like you make your way back together. If you just step to the bathroom, at least you let somebody know. Hey man, I'm going to the bathroom. Be yeah. right back. You know, but somehow it's time for last call. Lights come on. They're like, bars closing. Gotta go. So Meredith and Clint, you know, they're ready to leave. They scan the crowd. They're looking for Brian. They don't see him anywhere. So they come, you know, they, they check the bathrooms. They um, he call his phone. They even wait outside and, like, watch people as they're leaving to see wow. when he's going to come through the crowd because the bar is closing. Like, he people have to leave. He had a medical. I, I don't know. That's weird. <clears throat> and so the bar's empty now, and there's no Brian. So then, of course, it's late. It's past 2 a.m. They've been drinking. They're tired. They're like, well, maybe he just went somewhere to get food. Maybe he got hungry. Maybe he had the munchies. Maybe he walked home. His apartment is in within walking distance. We're just going to go call it a night. So they leave. And really didn't cross their mind that something had happened to him. Other than that, he just decided to go home. And then even the next morning, when they tried calling and he didn't answer, 
they really weren't concerned because he maybe he's hung over, maybe yeah. he's sleeping, maybe his phone had died and he didn't couldn't get it into the charger when he got home. This happened to me before. It's just they just really weren't concerned. They didn't really think anything of it. But then Monday rolled around and he missed that flight and then people start calling each other and then they realize nobody's seen him since Friday night. Some something's not right. Yeah. So we already talked about how the trip was special because it was from his mom, how he wouldn't miss it. He was looking forward to his life. Is there a river in between the bar? And there, where- well, there is. Um, and that was searched. But you would think. Cadaver too. dogs were, were brought out like oh, to wow. make sure he didn't just stumble somewhere and, and drown. Um, so there was just all kind. Like at any given time, there was like 50 cops in that area looking for him the days after. Wow. And so, you know, and police warned Brian's family like, hey, Possible theory, he's been drinking, maybe he was targeted in like a mugging, maybe he was robbed, you know, on a sober day, six foot two, kind of big athletic guy, maybe no one will mess with him, but obviously if he's intoxicated, that might make someone a little bit more bolder and make him more vulnerable. There'd be a body, I would think. Right. Something. Something. Because your average mugger might not say, try to dispose of it, you know. Usually they just want your stuff and go on about their way. Yeah. Um. I don't know. So they could have taken advantage of the situation. I mean, they check hospitals. They check shelters. Um, of course, there's no sign. Posters are placed everywhere. Media picks the story up. But then, so police finally get a hold of CCTV footage. Oh, okay. And they find Brian. Huh. But things get complicated. Oh, wow. So we'll talk about that in just a second. Oh, I. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, let's finish. You sure you don't want to keep talking about snakes? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk. We were just talking about snakes during the break. No, I was going to tell you the, the okay. joke about a story earlier, but I'll try oh, to remember. Well. Okay. Sorry you guys missed that fun. Yeah. Um, so we're talking. getting back to Brian Chafer yes, and how he's missing. Was, yes. But they found him on CCTV footage. So usually when that happens, it's like, hey, we have a clue. And it furthers the investigation. But this in time, this case, it didn't. It's a little bit different. So, they find Brian on CCTV. He's seen on camera going into the Ugly Tuna Saluna at 1.15 a.m. on April 1st. This is early Saturday morning. So, he's on the escalator entering the second story entrance into the bar. And remember, for someone who's been traveling around, drinking, having a night out... He's walking. He's not stumbling. He's very apparent that he's aware of what is happening. Um, he doesn't have to, like, lean on people to get to where he's going. It just looks like a normal person going up an escalator and walking into a building. Okay, I have to ask. So, it was an escalator into a building because I guess this... I, I just know it was an escalator and a second-story entrance into this bar. Was the bar, like, in a mall? Or are there escalators just out in... I'm assuming I don't either. I just know he was on an escalator. All right. How interesting. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) But again, so he's walking, not stumbling. Seems everything's normal. He gets inside, and that's when they got separated. And so he's clearly seen going into the place. And so, and they find him on footage again, coming out. Okay, so he's coming out of the bar. Yes, at 1.55 a.m. So he pops back in the frame. He's at the top of the escalator talking to two girls. Okay. 
but he only stays there for a few minutes, and then he goes back into the bar. Okay. So they clearly see him come out, go back in. Gotcha. And so they've tracked his movements up until this point. So entering the bar is the last time he's seen to date. Wow. So he never came back out? Never came back out. Okay. And so they've reviewed the footage. They reviewed it after. They verified. They visually verified everyone that went in came out. Except him. Except for Brian. And so there was a theory that maybe he like changed clothes and maybe he just came out and like went about his way. I, well, I was wondering but, that too. But, they but there's no new person who left that didn't go, go in because okay. they analyzed everything because that was the only thing they had. So they spent hours and hours and hours going over this footage. That's weird. And so there was, now you think of any building that you're in, there's always a back door. There's yes, always a fire escape. There's always an exit. Okay. So there was one other exit to this building, but it was a freight elevator. Because remember, they're on the second story. Yes. And when it opened up at the bottom, it was like this big, huge, closed-off construction area. Okay. That would be very dangerous to maneuver if you were intoxicated or if it was in the dark and you couldn't see what was going on. And obviously that was looked at and there's no body. Okay. So that was the only other exit. And in fact, there was other cameras from other buildings across the street, how they can access and look at that particular exit. Didn't see him. Okay. He doesn't show back up. That's just crazy. Yes, I agree. So you're so seen like going into a building and then you just don't come out. Yeah. Wow, that's going to be so hard for the family. So there were like 50 cops on any given day. In the beginning, they were looking for him. All of his friends were talked to. They were asked to take polygraph tests. Everyone took a test and passed except for Clint. The, the friend. friend. Huh. He, he, he refused. To, he refused. Oh, he refused. Huh. He refused to take a test and then gets a lawyer. That's sketchy. Or yes. curious. Well, that's Suspicious. like red flag. Like, why yeah. would you need a lawyer? Yeah. If you didn't do anything, which right. I know some people give advice to like always, some people have lawyers on retainer. They prepay for legal services just in case, because now like in the incident we were talking about earlier of the self-defense with the secure, the owner guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe you need one, maybe you need a good lawyer. Right. But if you're just trying to find your missing friend and you want to help out their family, why right. would you refuse to take a polygraph test? Right. Especially if he was with his girlfriend the whole time. He's the one that was with his girlfriend. No. Right? Well, he met up with that girl, Meredith. They were friends, and then they, they were together. And they left. Oh, but they weren't boyfriend They weren't together, together. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. But, um, and even she took a polygraph. She didn't know anything. She yeah, took a so test in the past. You, yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That is. So, it either says you were involved, or you know what happened. Or, like, maybe... Because there is a theory that he his life was stressful. He had lost his mom. Grief makes you do crazy things. It makes you act out of the ordinary. School was stressful. Maybe he wanted to get away. Maybe his friend helped him get away. And he doesn't want to give away that he knows that. But why would you set up to meet your girlfriend and possibly ask her to marry yeah, you? Yeah, I don't see that. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. That's so, mean, that would be mean. To yes. me, to have your girlfriend waiting at the airport and you don't show up. That's just So, mean. his girlfriend actually stays at his place and she just waits. 
and she calls his phone every single day, thinking that so maybe he would find pick his up. phone. His phone, no, because his GPS was not activated, not enabled. They could not locate it anywhere. Um, the only thing they could do was if it was in usage and it pinged off of a tower, they could see that. So she calls his phone every single day and it goes straight to voicemail. But one September night, it actually starts to ring. Oh, wow. But nobody picks up. But then, so maybe she's, I mean, think if you've been calling every single day and you get nothing and nothing, nothing, then it rings and you're like, oh my gosh, please, you know, pick up. Yes. The cell phone company had said it must have been a glitch for some reason. It was not an indication that he actually turned on his phone, which I I don't know how that all that was. But here's the other thing. When when did he go missing again? 2006. No, what month? Uh, April... April. So he would have had to pay a phone bill between that and September, <laughs> and so if he had been paying a phone bill, they would have seen evidence of him paying and been able to get that account. So that's just kind of that would be kind of weird. Yeah, but so the the company thought it was an error that it rang. Nobody picked up. Um, it did ping off of a tower in Columbus, like fourteen miles away, but it was in act. They never found the phone. But, like, if I don't pay my bill, it's going to die. I mean, they're going to cut it off. Right. So that would they, be weird. they did monitor, like, there was no activity on any credit cards, cell phones, bank accounts. No money was moving anywhere. Yeah. So, unless he went into the company, like, <laughs> whatever <laughs> phone company and said, I'm going to pay with cash just so I can have my phone. Well, but I mean, now weird. you can have, like, the burner phones or, like, the paper month or, like, the cars that you need, mm. you, that you just put money on them or time on them, whatever. And it's not like a contract. I mean, we we it didn't but go. But he still detail. had to go pay cash for work somehow. Right, right. But it didn't it didn't in detail talk about how he got the cell phone. And maybe it was the middle of the month to the middle of the month plan. Like I, you know, maybe his bill was due. I, I don't know. Yeah, but from April to September. True. That I, was I a long know. time. I mean, it could be September second. Maybe it was. I don't know. I'm, I'm not here to speculate months. about Brian Schaefer's cell cell phone bill. Well, no, that's what I was saying though. Yeah. He. As far as investigation, April to September, somebody had to pay for that, those months. I mean, maybe she paid for it thinking if he would cut it on and now use it. Now, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because what if he's stuck somewhere and he needs it and he doesn't have service? Right. Yeah, I know. That's true. Yeah. That makes sense. So, and then, like, it's just, it's just tragedy after tragedy for the Schaefer family. So, you have Renee... Who passes away from cancer. Mother. Yes. So three weeks later, Brian disappears. Okay. Okay. So now you have Randy, the dad, who has lost his wife, who has lost his oldest son. And less than two years later, in September 14th of 08, he dies in a freak accident. Oh, no. A tree limb fell and hit him. And we've talked about that before. It was during a windstorm. Oh, man. Terrible. So now his brother Derek, in the span of three years, has lost his mom, his dad, and his brother's missing. Yeah. And so that's yep. And so it gets a little little crazier because there was a tip line set up, and there was lots of leads that came through that, but a lot of them were really mean and hoaxes, and you get those people that just want to toy with other people for some reason. People, and it never really went anywhere. Mm. But then Randy passes away in this accident. And they put his obituary online and, you know, they're um, memorializing his life and everything. And there's a message that pops up 
on the message board online, and it says, Dad, I love you, love Brian. That could have been somebody. And then in parentheses, it said U.S. Virgin Islands. So then they're like, oh, my gosh, he ran away to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Like, could he be down there? Because you don't need a passport. All he had was a driver's license. But October 7th, so this takes, you know, a couple weeks, then the um, police were able to find out that that post was made from a public computer in Ohio. And so somebody just being mean. mean. Um, I I don't. Yes, people are evil. And so then, so it has remained cold ever since. There was a um, sighting that was possibly like in Mexico. It was a guy who really fit his description, and the FBI checked it out, and they used facial recognition, and they used satellite, and they were trying to find out, but it was not. It wasn't him. So it's strange. It's still cold. Ron Schaefer is out there somewhere. Um, there's no whether it's a body or remains or himself just no i just can't think of what what how do you go into a building and not come back out that, that's just <laughs> strange yeah i don't know kind of like whatever the other person you were talking about yeah we we it's kind of like the likes of Mara murray where there was a short window where she has disappeared and i don't think we've covered that story yet because you were unfamiliar with it so that would be a story for a later date um but there there was a river. Like you said, there was water. They've searched all that. They had cadaver dogs. His dad actually was so devastated because of everything that happened. Like, he would hire psychics, and he would he would go out and, like, wade in the water himself and chase down all these leads. And, and he fought for legislation to get changed about how people handle adult missing cases because we see that all the time. And he was doing um, working with Crime Stoppers and all that stuff before his sudden, sudden death in um, 2008. So, if you have any information about Brian Shaver, Brian, if you're listening, or you know what's happened, or maybe Clint will finally come around if yeah. he knows something, then they need to let people know because people are still looking. Derek yeah. is still out there looking. Sad. So, that's the story of Brian Shaver. Well, thank y'all for joining us. And it was a lighter note than last week. Yes, definitely. Um, so, more enjoyable. This one will be out soon. And then... um We'll be back again next week. Remember, you can find us on Facebook, Old Time Crime Gal. Old Time Crime Gals, yes. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with that this time. I'm glad because sometimes I do. (laughs) But gals, because my throat is scratchy. Yes, there's two of us. And um, our email is oldtimecrimegals at gmail.com. And we'll pick back up next week. But in the meantime, remember, if you do the crime, it'll catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it.